I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission parking and all-day drinks for one low price but you better hurry because this bundle won't last long save now at cedarpoint.com hey everybody thanks so much for joining horrible decisions just wanted to make you all aware that our tour is paused for the meanwhile but we can't wait to see you of course we're gonna announce dates of course we're gonna drop did you wait did you have to say pause it's a pause i hate i hate the word pause why like like when people pause for shit being gay, can we say postpone? I don't even think about pause <laughs> like that when I say it. I, oh yeah, like I legit, it's a pause, ho, because we didn't like stop. We just pushed pause, bitch, and it's gonna play I, at a later date. The fuck? <laughs> I am sad that we're not gonna be able to see the whore high specifically. I do. Um, real quick, just want to shout out to everyone that was going to attend the Atlanta show. It was gonna be over seven hundred people, ho. So. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all. We are going to see y'all later this year, and you guys will receive emails and updates from Weezy and I's social media and all of that regarding when those dates um, will be returning. I do, though, want to say that for the Atlanta show and I believe the San Francisco show, guys, they are seated venues. So we are asking that you go ahead and keep your tickets. They will be valid. Well, they're all um, seated venues. What she means is a sign oh, they seating. Are, oh, a so like seating. all of our there venues, there's no standing room. We're we're always um, really big on you guys being able to wear whatever shoes you want without pain. But specifically for those shows, um, there is a sign seating. So that's really why. And, and even for Toronto, you know, Toronto sold out so quickly. Um, we hope that you guys keep your tickets because when we announce dates back, um, if you can't, if we can't accommodate you with the date, of course, it'll be a refund. Um, if you can't make that new date, but just try to hold on to your tickets so that, you know, you got the sold out show and... We don't want you to miss out. All right. Well, uh, again, we want to thank the Whore High for supporting us. And as usual, we will keep you guys with an episode every Monday. So let's get on with the show. And hi, guys. Welcome to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. This is your girl, Mandy B, a.k.a. Pet Stallion, a.k.a. Full Court Pumps, a.k.a. Negative for COVID. Um, what's up, though? How you feeling over there? I just thought, nah, well, I you can't say that. That's like saying you're <laughs> negative for STDs. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, this is this has been the funniest thing because this has been the only time I have seen people so kind of open with sharing their positive results. You know, um, I think that it's more so because for this one, I mean, I've like think about if you 
if you've if you've had a person that you slept with that had chlamydia or gonorrhea, you would expect them to tell you so that you can get tested. It's a little bit different, particularly with this, because it's if you touched a surface or you were in the same space, it's not if you fucked that person. So that's why I think people are being open about positive results. Only because I think as a human being or a good Samaritan, you should at least tell someone, hey, if you know you were around me in the last 14 days, you should get tested. Right. Much like see, if you got see, tested and you had something, you could be like, yo, my pussy's burning. I expect the same for your dick. <laughs> I hate that people just it was a little ashamed that they had sex and caught something. But now nah, we out here coughing, not covering in our mouths. And it makes sense to people. What the hell? Fundamentals of fucking hygiene. I guess um, before we get started, we do have a guest and I'm super excited. We're going to introduce her in a moment. Um, but I guess Wheezy, um, we haven't really caught up in a while. So what's been going on with you? I am active as fuck. And by active, I mean going crazy in my apartment, doing like fucking fire drills. Goddamn. I've been doing workouts I ain't never done in my motherfucking life. I didn't even know I could go on my balcony and do pull-ups. I bought a bike. Did you know bikes are like $500? I don't know if anybody knows. No, bikes are very expensive. Bikes are 500 Like, they're not cheap um, at the all. The brand is specialized. Um, so me and Old Bay went to a bike store because it's literally the only thing we were like, okay, well, how can we be active? So I have a really bad, I have hard a hard time running. Um, I get really wheezy. So I normally just lift and shit. But we bought a bike. So we went by, we go biking in the mornings. It's nice. It's nice. I'm not fucking that much. When the NBA got canceled is really when I was like, oh, this is going to be some shit. <laughs> like I, we were fucking a lot then at night, like earlier in the night, because it would be like from eight to right. 11. Like I wouldn't get dick. And it was like right after we ate food now, like we fuck, which is weird. So you're actually happy the NBA is canceled, huh? No, because I'm tired of fucking. <laughs> but well so I, I, lucky I'm you leaning into it like the first few days i had a really hard time um detaching and knowing that we couldn't meet you know fans of the show and that my schedule was like interrupted in a way to where i felt useless um and right. I, I really hate the pressure of like i feel like everybody was like oh well you're a creative so just make stuff and it's just like, I get it. But like, still, I'm inspired by being around people and being collaborative. Even my writing sessions, you know, I go to them two, three times a week. Those are completely over. I mean, now when we're doing writing sessions, it's like on like we're doing the show, but it's different. It's 10 people in one idea. And it's weird now. I, I I'll share this link with you. And for anyone listening, you guys may have saw me post it on my social media. But classcentral.com oh, yeah, um, has over four. Yes. Yeah, so there's actually a, a script writing class on there. And there's another one that allows you to write. A, it's a it, it helps you with a 30 page script for a pilot for like an opener to a series. Um, so uh, I'll put the link in the description. It, yes, it is free for the course. However, if you want the certification that does come at a cost. But these are literally Ivy League schools. I think the script writing class is from Michigan State University. Um, and yeah, so, yeah got if a, you guys Harvard's are, got some business courses, too. Now, if, if just yeah, a heads really up, good. they are free. If you want a certi- certificate, you have to pay for it. No shit. People are like, oh, it's no not, shit. It's not right. free. That's free, nigga. Yeah, nigga, it's a certificate. You just pay I for do, it. Out. I do um, want to talk get- about with uh, with everyone and Corey included. If you could talk about it really quick before we um, even introduce you, I want to talk about something we all really like that's happening since this has happened. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well. Okay, I guess we'll start with Corey. And guys, we are going to introduce the guest. I promise she's going to get a a good introduction. So Corey, yeah, what what is one thing that is good that you think has happened? Because of yeah. what's going on or like uh-huh. in spite yeah. of? Because yeah. I think 
I've been like FaceTiming all of my friends. Like I feel like I've been seeing my friends almost more because like, oh. or like I've been like signing up for like live streams of like DJ sets or, you know, like dance parties or something like that. Yeah. And I can like hop into one for like half an hour and then like hop into another one. So I feel like I'm actually connecting with more people. It's just like not that in person, which sucks. You're not but. the only person I've, I've I like, I saw on Twitter people are like, I'm so connected with people now. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm I, I ain't gonna hold you. People. I was gonna say for the first time in a very long time, I was on FaceTime with a guy the other night for almost three hours. And I was like, what That's the fun. fuck? Is, what, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, I think that one of the, I guess, positives um, that we have taken out of this, I would say is, um, I mean, I have had the time now in my house. I think Weezy and I, you know, you and I have been on the road since like November. And I don't stop a lot. I literally have recently felt like, why the fuck do I pay rent? I'm never home. So I've enjoyed being able to binge, being able to sleep in my own bed. Um, I've been able to clean and organize my home um, in which I felt like I didn't have time before to do so. And yeah, I, I think that there's I've also gained an appreciation for the things that I would have never thought. I was taken for granted like the hair store. The hair store was motherfucking closed oh. and I couldn't get no acetone. Y'all, I had to soak these acrylic me, nails off. Y'all know look, y'all know how I feel about these acrylic nails. I'm down to three lashes. My lash plays closed. A bitch, look, my hair oh, per- is going out. Personal I have a hat hair on is now. a really big one. I think for me, I was like to get my roots done on Tuesday. <laughs> no, yours, but I, I like black root, dark roots with blonde hair. I know some people well, think I'm going to have to like black roots with dark roots with blonde hair. I don't have a choice. Um, I'm grateful for, I, I was just saying this the other day, like, um, I, I have noticed so much that I am so present and, and it's weird. Like, I feel more calm. Like, I feel more at peace. Even though I know it's an anxious time, I feel more chill. Um like my partner and I like we're really connected like I'm making so many meals at home I'm healthier um I've never cooked this much I made swordfish the other day like I'm cooking a lot of crab boil and I'm I'm like really proud of myself a fucking swordfish bitch <laughs> bitch you think you in Florida home where you just buying swordfish there's a fish market in Brooklyn you know I don't live in that part of the New York City <laughs> but <laughs> Um, that, and, uh, the other thing I was going to say that I noticed like online that I really liked, you know, when you're like, okay, so there's no celebrity gossip right now. Not for real. Right. I feel like people are just so obsessed with like celebrities and just like, they're just, just their, their drama. And it's like, we cling to that. And don't get me wrong. I love drama too. Right. I watch reality TV for that, but I've really appreciated that there's so much more engagement between people talking more than like shit talking. They're still shit talking. Instead of TMZ, I'm just following Andrew Cuomo's tweets. It ain't much of a difference. Like Andrew, Andrew dropping them bombs, bitch. I love me some Andrew. I'm a huge Cuomo fan right now. (laughs) How is that the only tea we get? But I don't know. Like people on Twitter, they're like engaging more with fun, like things to say to each other, more than like shit talking. But maybe that's my feed. But I've I've felt that. I don't know. But I got news. Speaking, I got news. I got news that Tom Brady uh, uh, is is no longer on the Pats, though. And I got really excited because I was like, it's not, it's not, it's not COVID news. And I'm like, (laughs) I care about this. 
So I ain't gonna hold you as far as connecting to people. Um, I don't know if this is a symptom um, or not, but I have considered flying dick in. And it wasn't until recently that I realized how sad it is that we are the epicenter here in New York. And niggas is just like, no, I'm like, nigga, I'm offering you a flight and some food. I don't even be offering motherfuckers that at the normal time. But why and would I you even, fly? I, I thinking, That's like you're fucking girl. Because because I'm just like because I feel like if you come, you come in to drop the dick off. Like I'm I'm applying the same flyout rules. If you come, you're my sex slave. I need the dick on demand. I'm like I'm 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 just trying to be hospitable here and offer the flight. Offer I'm trying food, to be hospitable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have a question. Is anyone's mom's freaking out? My mom is like, I gotta buy a bunch of soup. I'm like, no, my mom is so chill in times like this. She's just like, we're going to be fine. <laughs> well, so so my mom actually is a nurse, so she is an essential worker. So she's still um, out working. She's just really telling me how unprepared specifically Florida and her unit is as far as it's um, someone took a picture of their pandemic kit. And it's literally nothing but like a fucking hand sanitizer that says everyone use and some paper towels she said they don't have enough masks um it's really crazy like hearing from the healthcare professionals right now and my friend is an anesthesiologist well she's a nurse anesthetist but she still administers anesthesia i don't know the difference um and so she's telling me the difference with her job too it's fucking crazy I but guys enough actually, about this shit um, oh, no, oh sorry oh it's I, but, oh yeah by the way, I, was guys, about, I was about to be like all right ho, we said we wasn't gonna talk about know, this shit we're recording remote <laughs> um so it's hard to like i think we have like a two second delay so if we all thought we interrupted before um, no, I was reading some news about the ventilator and I actually have a tiny mini little thing, like a thing in my, a breathing machine in my house. Um, Corey, by the way, that's why they call me Wheezy. And I literally thought to myself today, like, I'm going to donate this. This is like a super expensive machine. Bitch, don't nobody want your little humi- humidifier. It's not a humidifier. It, you, you put, um, <laughs> like drop droplets in it and it has like a huge tube and you can put the mask over your face to breathe so it's not a huge like big you know thing for ventilator but i'm going through this selfish thing like well what if i get the shit no what if you need it oh my like (laughs) and i'm just like but i feel bad and i'm like i want to do my part but so i'm like volunteering to give old people food in the bronx uh uh-uh, uh, don't look at you just trying to be shady. Why you had to say the Bronx pussy because asshole? I can't understand why you a hater. Y'all could have helped off, them. First off, you, you need to give it to Brooklyn because the Bronx is is stated as the lowest amount of cases up here. So give it to your people while you out there in Brooklyn buying swordfish, oh, hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, guys. You guys have been hearing a third voice for like the first fifteen minutes of the show, but we want to let you guys know that we are doing. Oh wait, let's do a Caucasian oh, drum, drum roll. Make it. <laughs> how do you make it offbeat? <laughs> you're you're so awful. Not an offbeat drum roll, hoe. Uh, we have Miss Corey B. Um, welcome to Horrible Decisions, man. Thanks for having me. Um, do you want to go ahead and let our listeners know um, what you do? And guys, we we have met before, so maybe you <laughs> could share kind of how we met as well. Yeah. So um, so I'm a sex educator. I'm a kink coach, relationship coach, um, and I also am a cannabis advocate. Um, and those are the kind of things that I like work in. What's a kink and, coach? Um, so a kink coach is basically somebody that helps people get better at their kink skills, learn more about kink. Um, I get uh, hit up by a lot of couples that have never done really kinky stuff, but they're oh, interested in doing kind, it. It's like a sex like coach, kink, but for like kink more specifically. 
King Noir and Jasmine. I think yeah. that that's kind of how we we would we would I I think they call fetish themselves trainers. fetish trainers. Yeah, yeah. But okay, it's so like, the same. There's thing. no like there's no like certification. There's no like online certification. There's no like that doesn't exist. It's more of just like this is how people like people know what a coach is. So I just kind of like right, you know right, right. you kind of make your own titles at at a certain point. But yeah, so I teach people about kink and um and so I met Mandy at um <laughs> so one of the things I also do is I'm I perform and I do like kink demos um at clubs and parties and stuff like that. And so uh it was a it was a pro it was a rally, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. the pro sex yeah, rally. rally at, at, now at, I just at want you guys to know I wasn't there, but I just would like to say this one word of what I thought a rally was. <laughs> I thought a rally, actually, let me Google it since I'm recording on my computer. <laughs> when I hear the word rally, I assume we're all going to rally together and like get somewhere and like march we outside. We did rally together. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, it was a gathering Troops of people. come together. Okay. A mass meeting of people making a political protest or showing support for a cause. Well, turns out this. That's what we did. You fucked yeah. each other too. Okay, no. So, so okay, so at this rally, and it's so crazy because party I was super. Yes, well, I was basically. super drawn. I was super drawn to Corey because she had this extravagant, like bondage type garter belt. Like it was beautiful. By the way, your body is super bomb. Oh, oh my god. Um. So, so she had. Yeah, the designer for that's creepy yeehaw. She has like an amazing Instagram and all this stuff. Creepy yeehaw. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna fit my thighs. I need to hit her they're up. All but they, she does specialty custom. They're all custom. So. Oh. So she has this custom attire on and I'm like, yo, that is super, super dope. So we start kind of talking about bondage. But before the rally ends, you you kind of did a flogging session. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, I did. I did like a big impact scene with um, my bottom there, Kitty. And um, yeah, like I, I whipped her, I flogged her, spanked her, paddled her. I probably used clothespins knowing me. Um, clothespins on what? <laughs> like. Um, okay, so I like to put clothespins like like on the um like closer to like your armpit kind of area where that skin is really thin. Bitch. Uh, it- <laughs> oh, I'm really wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, you you stick them in the skin though? Yeah. Oh, you ain't do that, sis. You you didn't do that, but I think you did flog her to where I think she was getting welts or something. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah, yeah. she liked she liked oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah, yeah. do that, but she got welts. I only work so. with masochists. <laughs> so <laughs> she did get welts, bro. Yeah, I hope so. She doesn't bruise very easily. So You said that she you called her your body instead of yourself yeah. um why that yeah. term so like she and i don't have like any sort of established dominant submissive dynamic or anything mm, okay. like in that oh. scene yeah like yeah I, I was like doming her but i usually use the verbs like top and bottom like i'm topping her she's bottoming to me just to kind of indicate like who's giving who's receiving um but uh-huh. like you could say that i was like doming her as well um i just use those other terms okay more more it yeah. was super lit. So, so guys, um, Corey is one half of the Never Have I Ever podcast. Yeah. So we do. I I feel like we normally do icebreakers for people that we think ain't really into sex like that. But clearly you are. But we're going to do the icebreaker anyways. And this is also a game that maybe you guys can do in your group chat since we're all just talking to each other remotely anyways. So for the icebreaker for this episode, I wanted to do a Never Have I Ever. Yeah. So, so Wheezy um, and I are also going to play along. So... We're going to go around, I guess. Is What what would this be? A well, triangle? I according I can't to you guys, it would be a fucking rally. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go around the rally, and we're going to say one thing that we have never done, and I do want to know if the other people have done it. And then for the second half, I want to go over something that we all have done and we never want to do again. So let's start with you, Wheezy. 
Because I don't think there's really nothing you ain't never done, but we going to oh. see. So sexually, never have you ever. So I've never done this, and I'm only thinking about it because I'm having recurring <laughs> dreams that I'm fucking. So, Corey, just context. My boyfriend's name, partner, whoever, his name is Old Bay on the show. So I'm having recurring dreams while in the bed with him that someone comes in the middle of the night, and it's someone I know that I used to sleep with. I just don't want to say their name on the show. <laughs> and he fucks me while Old Bay's next to me. And then Old Bay wakes up and then like fucking run this amazing train on me. Now, never have I ever had a threesome with two men. But this dream is so frequent. It's like three, four times a week. Oh, bitch, you want that yeah, shit. That's a fantasy together. at this point. And here's why I feel bad. Because we uh, had a night on Friday where I was, like, really tired of being in the house. I was like, we're going to, this about to be the club. I was like, I'm going to get some cigarette smoking here. We're going to stand on the couches like it's a section. And we're going to make this the motherfucking club. He didn't let me stand on the couch. But basically, I found out Magic City was doing lap dances. So I did this, like, stripper dance to his move. And it turned into watching porn. And all the porn I put on was MMF. And he was like, what are you trying to tell me? I was like, how are you receiving what I'm <laughs> saying? And uh, I feel like it was a no. So I don't know how to get him loose, but never have I ever fucked two guys. And it's like a super crazy fantasy right now. Corey, never have you ever what? <sighs> okay, so I'm really bad at this game, too, because I've done a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> and I play this on my podcast, too. So the one that I thought of was never have I ever been anally fisted. Oh, bitch, me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Weezy, have you been? Have no, it. no, Weezy, I don't think has either. She she claims she still ain't ever really had anal sex, but she let the head go in. So I think that's anal sex. I bitch. mean, it is. I just haven't had like strokes in my ass. That's what I want. Hmm. Like, And I'm like, not going to lie. So, well, Corey, have you ever had MMF? Yes. Yeah. And I have too. So, okay, I guess you're What do you prefer, longer, but Corey? None of us. MMF versus oh. like MMF or like FFM. Is that what you're asking? MMF. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Me it. Too. It's my f- I love oh my it. god, it's my favorite. <laughs> Getting DP'd was like the best thing ever. Like I can't. Oh my god. Speaking of speaking of MMF and DP, never have I ever been DP'd during an MMF. Um, so I did. So I just recently started trying to test what that would feel like, and I absolutely love it. So I've been getting fucked vaginally and having my partner fuck me with a dildo in my ass. And goddamn, I've goddamn, only done goddamn. plugs. <laughs> I can't fit the dildo because I'm not girl, getting fucked in the ass. Girl, you better, you better, you better make them butt plugs a little bigger and get that dildo in there so you can stroke it. That shit feels. Anytime so good. I do like the white girl moan, no offense, but you know what I'm saying, Corey. <laughs> you, like that, huh? It's, <laughs> it's it's when like i'm getting a finger in my ass and coming at the same it's crazy that's the only time i get the huh how do you spell no, that i love that shit that's more like no i feel like there's an a in there i was about to say h-a-u there we go so so wheezy we're we're gonna we're gonna start back at the top what is one thing that you have done sexually that you never want to do again Oh, getting face fucked after dinner? I don't know. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, wait I listened to that episode. That. Oh, the first <laughs> was it the first one? I was about to say. I think so. You, it was like the first or second one or something. Yeah. But you talked about that, and you like felt like you were gonna throw up your whole so dinner, it almost right? Happened again recently, which is why I said. Oh. But it's because I'm doing these fucking goddamn Michelin star meals, bro. So have y'all heard of masterclass? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, like uh, the, the app. So the fucking Gordon Ramsay's on there giving you the secrets to shit. So I'm making everything, okay? <laughs> fucking steak, scallops, sautéing shit. And suddenly he got horny. And I'm like, it's not oysters. What the fuck's going on? And it was a very big, like, like heaving sound. Wow. And you know what's the fucked up thing about niggas? Doesn't throw off at all. You good? Okay. See, nah, see, and you know, I don't like gagging. I feel like I'm going to die. And I literally don't want to die giving head. Like, that's just one way I don't want to go out. And I feel like once I gag, I feel like I'm going to I'd rather die like that from than like, you know, some other mysterious disease, not to be named. <laughs> like if yeah, you, I, uh, yeah. yeah. I always said I wanted to die while having sex. That'd be a pretty great way to go. Which way, Corey? Oh, yeah, that's. Look. Like, like, ooh, ooh. Um, like from being choked, from being what? No, I don't want to die from being choked. That'd be like too big of a news story or something, you know, like like the, like against choking or something. Because I love being choked, but I like it when it's done right. Um, I don't know, from being like, oh, I'd love to be like suffocated with someone's tits or ass or something. That's a good oh one. Oh my God, through suffocation. <laughs> what about you, Weezy? Now, I, I, I mean, I would want to die maybe from um, the orgasm being so good that I get a heart attack. And so I so don't you pass it. out. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, being suffocated by dick. The first one you said, I feel like that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with that. Corey, what is there anything that you've never done that I wait? That, well, is there anything that you've done that you never want to do again? Um, Have sex with a straight man. <laughs> really? I only fuck queer men. Yeah. I really do. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, at least some degree of heteroflexibility must be there. Why not a straight man? Why not? I have historically just had, like, very average or, you know, below average experience with straight men. And, like, as a queer woman, like, as a queer woman, I just have more to relate to with queer men. Um, what do you and find also the just difference like with sexes, though, particularly? I feel like queer men are usually more focused on my pleasure and like more like my pleasure is a th- it is always a thing like it like it's it's something that they're thinking about whereas like I feel like a lot of straight guys like just don't think about that or just don't that's very interesting like, I wasn't expecting that answer that's very interesting yeah yeah but like I've and like I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm of course not saying like all straight men are like bad at sex or you know like aren't consensual or whatever like there's plenty of straight guys it's just like based on the like stats of my experience and the like ratio of like positive negative experience it's just like better for me to just be like no i'd rather just fuck only queer men and so far it's going really well mm. damn i need to know where to find them well no nah, i actually They're hard feel to like find. Oh, I-, I was gonna <laughs> say it's especially me so i only deal with black men and so i think it's really hard for them just to open up the the even the conversation regarding the scale, the the sec, the Kinsey scale on where they fall in, but mm-hmm. clearly I like booty play, so I would say that they still aren't one hundred percent hetero, and a mm-hmm. lot of them are like bi curious. Yeah, maybe maybe not having have dealt that way, but yeah, they're definitely not one hundred percent straight. You a, I would say. Are you a Pegasus too, Corey? I'm so like I'm super subby and bottomy. Like I really, oh. I, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I know. So like for work, like I learned, I got trained by a pro dom, like in how to top properly, and like I, so like I do that mainly for work. And then like sometimes if I if I'm feeling like in a mood or something and playing around with like my friends, then like I'll top my friends. But in my personal life, I'm really subby. Yeah, do for you, the most part. Oh wow, I didn't even think about it until I said it. When I said Pegasus. I now I'm thinking like peg assist man. 
<laughs> this is my sketch writing class that's fucking <laughs> making me think of puns. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Um, I would say, it, and it's funny because my thing that has happened that I don't want to ever happen again um, is actually going to lead us into our vanilla shit. But I would say one thing that I've done that I'm cool with never doing again would be the golden showers. Um, just pissing on someone. And I, I think I shared that I was drunk like the guy tried to return the favor and I was just not You have never it. shared that, ma'am. I did. I shared it at the live well, bitch, show. I, the very first do live it again. show. Tell it again. That I, that I, yes. Yeah, so, no. So, so I, I got asked to piss on him. And I think I told y'all how hard it was mentally just to go through it. So he, like, we, we made, he made sure we, we drank a whole lot. Um, what he wanted to do was have me piss on him, but also my bladder to be full enough to squirt so that he could have me squirt in a cup so he could mix it with Ciroc. I shared that story before. Anyways. So I, I got on top of him in the shower and the pee just would not come out. So I literally had to run to the toilet and come back over him after I peed. I had to stop my pee, go back over him. So we ended up going out. This was the first night. This is when I was um, in Qatar with him or whatever. Cutter is the way to pronounce it. You're and not so saying it right. It's it is cutter. 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 Not cutter. cutter. Bitch, <laughs> bitch, cutter, cutter. bitch, cutter, <laughs> shit, cutter, shit. cutter. Um, anyways, the, the, the next night, the next night we went out to to the club, and mind you, out there it's very conservative, so like we couldn't dance on each other, we couldn't be intimate at all in public, but we drank a whole lot. So when we came back to the house, I got on the toilet to piss, and he stood in front of me. And before we got into the shower, he decided to piss into the toilet, but make it fall between my tits into the toilet. So he pissed on me while I was pissing on the toilet. And I was just like, oh, no, it was warm, kind of hot. I just didn't like it. And so we both got into the shower together. But I, I am cool never doing golden showers again ever in my fucking life. We are interrupting this amazing episode of Horrible Decisions to talk about Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming. 
Ladies, I feel like we've all met somebody that could take care of their balls way better. There's like an 8 out of 10 chance your balls are a little fucked up right now. And I think it's because y'all don't know what to do with them. Y'all know how to cut them. Y'all know how to keep them right. Y'all know how to shave them down. But luckily, Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family jewels. Okay? Like, think about it. Who's going to do this for you? There's no balls spa. So... In this time of you being home this entire week, next week, or however long we're quarantined, this is the perfect time to get your fucking balls right. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball trimmer ever created, just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. This is a third generation trimmer featuring cutting edge ceramic blades to prevent manscaping accidents. Y'all are so worried about your fucking beards and what kind of stuff you have for that. Worry about your balls. We're the ones that got to be down there. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. It's one of the coolest features that it has is an LED light. And it illuminates grooming areas so that you can see down deep in the dark, crazy ass hair and pubes that you be keeping your balls in. They've upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So maybe if you don't want to wake the whole house up while you're down there, it'll be nice with the cry stroke. Show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed charging stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Yes, That's how futuristic and lit this is. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product. And I want you to experience it firsthand. So, unfortunately, I can't shave my fucking balls, but you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code HORRIBLE at manscaped.com. Dot com. That's 20% off and free shipping. This is perfect for a gift, ladies. Even if you never want to go down there because his balls look so crazy, just buy this as a gift to your goddamn self. Tell us how it works since we can't do our own testimonial. Let's enjoy the show. So yeah, shared that. Um, so I wanted to get into the vanilla shit. Um, this comes from mirror.uk. It says that, so this is um, based on stats in the UK, but I felt like it still applied um, maybe across the nation. It's probably more here actually. So one in three women deal with unwanted slapping, gagging, or spitting during sex. Um, a research company interviewed over 2,000 women between the ages of 18 and 39, and 38% of the women experienced unwanted acts of aggression during consensual sex. Um, It said that 42% of them actually felt pressured, coerced, or forced into it, and 20% of the respondents said that incidents had them feeling upset or frightened. I wanted to kind of have this conversation with you guys, especially because we are into a lot of things um, sexually, but we also allow our partners the freedom as well to be just as, you know, um, experienced. So I wanted to ask you, Corey, how you go about dealing with someone who, you know, it, it maybe does something sexually that you're like, yeah, I didn't really feel comfortable with you doing that. I mean, I think it's, so it depends on obviously like what the thing is and how it affects you. Um, but I think that if, if it's something that you're like 
okay, this is like, I didn't love this, but like we can wait to talk about it after sex is over. Like if that's the vibe, then like definitely do that. Be like, hey, you did something there. Like maybe you are cool with that. Like the thing I was re- I was thinking about when reading this article is just like none of these people asked beforehand or like had a conversation like, oh, I'm into this. Like, do you want to do that? Yeah. And so I think it's just like a thing of, okay, next time, please don't do this or never do this again. But then like if it's something that like, triggers you makes you feel like extremely violated like you should stop and you should like stop everything and like and like calm yourself down and explain to them like I'm not cool with that why do you think it's so hard for us to like I was just thinking about this the other day um I saw a conversation on Twitter where these guys were like why don't y'all just tell us that you don't like it then why do you think it's so hard for women in general to not vocalize that. And I think a lot of men that are listening right now are probably wondering that as well. Like, well, if you don't like it, why you just don't tell me? Well, that's a good question. That's I mean, really there's no question. right answer. I mean, I'm just saying, like, because I know I think it's a certain way. What do you right. think? I mean, I think, like, it's it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to list everything that you don't want to do before you fuck someone. Like, it just should be like a, it's also like people just need to learn how to ask in like a quick and sexy way so that they don't feel like it like stops the mood or something. Cause that's the biggest complaint that I hear about people when it comes to communicating is like, oh, I don't know. It like, it's going to like fuck up the mood. And I'm like, no, it's going to make you feel a whole lot better. And it's going to make your partner feel a whole lot better before like you do something that might like really terrify her or something, especially when it's like things that are like, you know, degrading and like spitting and slapping and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, also it's weird because Weezy Weezy has mentioned this so much, just how sexy people asking for consent is. And it's weird that people find it a mood killer to ask to do something when actually like you asking if it's okay for you to do this actually does arouse us. And I think that that's something that men don't realize. Like asking isn't really going to mess up the mood. We enjoy you asking for our consent and we enjoy that you care what it, I want I and what I don't I think it's much like when, you know how uh, people that have never had a threesome are like, how does it start? How do people start? start. What are you doing <laughs> it? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like uh, when men are like, well, how do I do it without be- it being weird? It's going to be weird. How could it be weird that women are being in control of their own body? That's really what it is. I have to pee so bad, you guys. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Bro, all you had to do was piss before the goddamn (laughs) recording, bro. Just let me explain myself. Obviously, I'm like trying to be quote unquote at home fit. So I'm drinking a gallon a day. It's like fucking running. It feels like a UTI. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> talk to Corey. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk with her real quick. Um, I guess, Corey, I want to ask you then for any act that you didn't feel comfortable with. Do you have maybe a, a tip for our listeners as to how they can go to their partners and say, I didn't really like this. Can we not do this again? Kind of in a way that he doesn't feel like he violated her or, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. to make both parties comfortable. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why like aftercare is a really important part of like any kind of Mm -hmm. sex, like vanilla, kinky, like whatever the fuck you're doing. It's really important to have that time to like cuddle and, you know, like, you know, regroup and like, you know, talk about everything like that happened. So like, I think that can be a really great time where, you know, you can be talking about, oh, like, baby, I really loved it when you did this. This was super hot. Like, let's definitely do that again and then you know you can be like there was one thing that you did that like maybe we can like not do in the future it's just like it doesn't have to be a big deal like you can like you know how it's like right like give it like in a shit sandwich you know like like say like 
you know? I was about to say that you're, you're starting off with a compliment exactly. and then following it up with like, exactly. eh, but I didn't really like this too yes. much. And then you're um, like, but I really, so, really like you. And this was super hot. And we should definitely do this again. Just not that. <laughs> right. And it's funny because I've been like trying to find different ways to communicate um, my thoughts without feeling like I'm attacking the person or that I'm not compassionate. That's, I guess, kind of been difficult for me because I'm pretty blunt in how I say things like I'll say you know the the things that I don't like and sometimes it can come across as insensitive Mm -hmm. um it's crazy because my homegirl said that I ain't shit so I did have um sex with with um someone recently and I'm not gonna say his name because he has a nickname on the show but we don't have really great sex but I had an edible while we had sex and he made me come three times and he's never made me come and it probably wasn't good that I told him that after I pretty much was like Nick no not that I faked it but I we have sex but it's just it's it's like just going through the motions of sex it's not like I ever really orgasmed but this time and I'm sure it was like just the heightened of having the edible like I was just like holy fuck I saw I, I saw space. I literally saw space. It was purple. Um, and and so, like, afterwards, I was like, damn, does that mean I have to fuck you every time yeah. on an edible? And I told my homegirl, I told my, my homegirl that I said this, and she was like, bro, you probably made him feel like shit. Yo, so but I'm like, true okay, false. Maybe I need- Can you have good sex Uh-oh. without coming? Because I think you can. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so, so, to me, I'm not going to lie. I don't really agree with that i think because i've had so many times and wheezy's gonna fucking jump through the computer at me like with 24 mm-hmm. 7 sorry Where i'm bringing it up but like i always came no oh. no no like i always came with him and so to me you shut the fuck up i hate your fucking face um but anyways no like i always came with him so i grew to a point where i didn't want to have sex just to go through the motions and say oh well that yeah. was fun i like the feeling of coming and orgasming and having like almost like all of my endorphins or whatever the fuck comes out <laughs> while you have sex like that shit that's what i want to feel i want to feel that high i want to feel that release and when i just go through the motions and a nigga comes because clearly I see it in the condom or on my ass or on my tits or something. I'm kind of jealous that he was able to experience that. And I wasn't. So I yeah, have that's sex personally. Sad. I know. I don't give a fuck. I'm so, bitch. I want to come. No, no, no. I mean, that's sad. That's By the way, when I said that I felt, <laughs> it felt like a UTI. I realized when I was peeing, I was like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, like, cause I've had one before, you know how, like when you have a UTI, it's like, Wait, how, wait, wait. Is that what we're oh, talking about right now? Oh, how no, I have here? to clarify because I feel like I got. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Bruh, you're drinking so much water. Be, like when you have a UTI, like you have to drink so much water to like get it out. But the thing is, I don't have one. I'm doing this because I think it's going to make me like lose my FUPA. And it's not working. All it's doing is making me fucking pee like crazy. But reason I brought this up, my pussy has never been more fucking juicy since this shit whole oh but it's because you're hydrated holy shit yeah like copious amounts of water but like crazy wet like i almost thought i peed on myself the other day and i was like oh no this is just like me fucking being so horny and like wet it's crazy what hydration's doing you could probably well i'm walking around if you uh, yeah for sure you could probably definitely well, squirt now. Pissed, 100%. Pissed. you should try nah. it's not piss it's if squirt. i can squirt a lot because i'm drinking gallons a day it's piss, ho. Do you want? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> I was like, 
okay i'm i'm the educator here like should i <laughs> right there we i mean oh, we I'm talked about this squirt is, and squirting is piss but what i am saying Corey, <laughs> is if your guesstimate is that this is the time nah it's pee there's two different types of squirting though okay and there's one Do that, there's one come on teacher okay so there's two types of squirting there's one that comes from the skeins glands and that's the kind of squirting that's going to be like milkier and like less volume it's the it's the kind of squirting that most people will report accidentally doing and be like i squirted like one time two years ago or something okay then there's the other kind of squirting that comes from your bladder and it comes out your urethra just like piss. But when your G-spot is stimulated, your G-spot gets engorged and it feels like a sponge, right? So the G-spot is like nature's Brita filter. It filters the fluid that comes from your bladder when you're turned on and it goes out your urethra. And so there's trace amounts of urine in there when they've done tests, but that's just because it's coming from the same place as piss, but it is not But piss. when we watching Boom! the fucking porn star bitches doing volume shooting competitions... Is it piss? Okay, so yeah, th- so that, porn, th- that's so, not coming out the urethra. Yeah, so th- that's coming. Yeah, out. yeah, it's coming yeah. out. Yeah, that part's coming out. It all comes out the urethra. Um, it just depends on where the fluid comes from in the first place. So, but but porn isn't always like so. Definitely, a lot of porn stars will like be super super hydrated and drinking a lot. But then I've also seen like them literally give girls like a water enema, like a water enema in like up up there to do that kind of like gimmicky squirting. But like not who, all who of did, it. Is who like did that. we have that said that Weezy? Didn't we have a porn star come on here and say that they actually do do the fake, like they see them put Lethal shit up lips? their pussies first? Maybe. No, no, no. I no, want to no. say I don't know she, if she did. Talked about that I just remember her saying that they be mixing up the egg yolk and the milk or something with cream pies. Oh yeah, for cream pies but they do like some I had other a porn shit. Star tell me, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Maybe it was Marie Love. I could be lying. It was someone around that time in my life. That told me that she saw them drinking crazy around amounts of water. It was either Marie Love or a makeup artist that was on set with porn stars. That shit is so crazy. Yeah. So, Corey, um, one of our segments that we have, and we wanted to give it to you as the sex educator and kink coach, um, we have hors d'oeuvres, which are sex tips. So, for our listeners, do you have a sex tip? And it could be in reference to BDSM. It could be in reference to a kink. It could be in reference to vanilla sex. Any type of sex kink that you feel like our audience should know. Okay, well, I was thinking about this kind of like in relation, like a lot of people obviously aren't seeing their partners right now. So we're using technology. Um, So something, so like I recently went to a virtual orgy and we basically. Oh, bitch, we got to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Weezy's face. Wait, a virtual orgy? Oh, please share. Okay, so ba- so basically, it was like one of my best friends. So my my best friend um, runs a play party in New York, and um, it was their birthday, and they obviously had to cancel the party. And this was last Saturday, and um, they were like really upset about it because like they hate their birthday, and this was supposed to be the year to like reclaim their birthday and like make it great. So the fact they had to cancel the party was like devastating. And I was facetiming with them. I was like, why don't we just why don't we do a virtual play party? Why don't we do like a virtual orgy like for your birthday? We can do it on Zoom. You can have like a hundred people. Like it, like th- like we can do this. Like we can totally do this. And so they're like, fuck yeah, okay, let's do this. And so. I think probably there was probably 80 people total that attended. I think at the peak Shut time, up. it was like when are you 60 doing it again? were online at once. What? When are you guys doing it again? Okay, I think there's one this Saturday, but it's only for like members of their play party thing. And like they're like, oh, well, girl, to- we, we need special invites. <laughs> God damn it. I need Corey, you to plug us I'm in. A, I'm an F-list celebrity. And, <laughs> and by F-list, I mean people recognize me like two or three times a week. 
And I just, <laughs> I feel it. Well, I don't, I don't want to show my face. Can I just like, can we just fuck on there and let people watch? No. So you have, so, okay. So the, the rules I think they're doing is like, you have to have your video on because it's weird if like a bunch of people have your video on and then someone no, doesn't. No, I'll have my video like, on. Right? I just don't, I don't, it'll be like this. You don't have to like do anything, but yeah. So I want to so, fuck them. Yeah. It was like. They did. They had a bunch of like performances. They had like a burlesque perform. They had like um, burlesque performance friends of ours like do performances, and people were like tipping them like because everyone's out of the job right now. So that was really dope. Um, it was awesome. And then by the end, like we counted down uh, my friend's birthday, and like everyone was fucking, and like it was great. I <laughs> everyone love was, like, that. Fucking I just want to watch and like, play everything. with my pussy. Yeah, it was great. I would just be playing with my pussy. So okay, so my sex- that sounds like yeah. Fun. So my sex tip was like was like put on a cam show for your partner. Like you like like get on facetime or zoom or whatever and like put on a little private cam show like like you're a cam star for your partner Weezy, maybe maybe you can set this up in the group chat for patreon ho set up a whole zoom uh, or, they're popping up with the patrons they're popping up i'm seeing them everywhere i think i think like nsfw is doing one too maybe. Or, i don't know i, I hope NSFW yeah it's, it's crazy i, I yeah, would fuck on it because i've, I've talked about like wanting to fuck on chat roulette um I just don't want to show my face, but I definitely want to fuck on there and like let. And you have big tattoos fuck. now, but you have big tattoos now. Do you, do you ever? Are you ever concerned about your tattoos? Because I know that that's. I'm scared of my tattoos as far as Not recording. On chat roulette, but on something more local with like like NSFW or a bunch of New Yorkers and there's a can no. But in person, I wouldn't feel that uncomfortable. Like at a sex party, there's something about the virtualness. Like for example, um, I just took a picture of us, but you can't see it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. so yeah, but I that that's I think my fear with even um the OnlyFans and and things like that is that people can screen grab and do the like, you know, still access the content that you put on mm-hmm. virtually. Um uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'll have to consider Try to that. Try to screen yeah. like, on your Mac right now. Let's see if we could if Zoom will let us Oh, I ain't I ain't got I ain't got my MacBook. I just got um <laughs> I have this set up on my HP cuz I have a two monitor setup going on right now let me see if, and it doesn't it doesn't connect to my let me see if it tells us hold on um but yeah i mean that's that's like the us. risk of like that's the downfall that's the downside of virtual you know stuff is like people can be dishonest and shitty and stuff and like this one was was like it was a birthday party for a friend so like we kind of all had a you know like people you know working be shitty but like you know when you do open up open it up to more people like this community is really heavily vetted and you know they do vetting phone calls and you have to take a consent workshop and you know all this stuff oh that's nice Um, oh wow yeah so like so it feels a little bit safer because of the amount of vetting that's required to become a member I would say, too, even when I go to the nude beach over in Gunnison, um, I would say, like, people mostly in the kink space are aware of privacy and respect for others. And so when people have been in this lifestyle for quite some time, like, you just know not to have your phone out. You just know, like, just to put it away, just to make everyone around you feel comfortable. And so speaking of the lifestyle. Before we get to this week's horrible decision, I want to let you know that this week's episode is also brought to you by Dipsy. Do you need a break from your inbox or the exhausting amount of social media with this goddamn coronavirus? I know that my currently my my pinky, (laughs) my pinky has a dent in it from holding my phone so much. So go ahead. It's now time to prioritize a little me time and to help you recharge. Dipsy can help you focus on something more pleasurable than whatever it is on your to-do list. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. 
Imagine like a better scripted perpendicular story, something like that, just to get you in the mood. The stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whoever, and whatever you're into, and they add new content every week. So for our listeners, for The Whore Hive, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com backslash horrible. That's Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com backslash horrible. Again, that's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com backslash horrible. That's W-H-O-R-E-I-B-L-E. Now let's get back with the show. So I wanted to have the conversation because, um, so for the, this week's horrible decision, when I was reading a little bit more into Corey, I thought that just your journey into the sex world was interesting. And I know that Weezy and I have been doing this podcast now for three years. We finally made three years. And there's just been so much things. I I think that this podcast has been a huge part of my sex journey. Outside of all the stories that we've shared I've learned so much since starting this podcast and, you know, being introduced to people like you. So I wanted you to kind of, for people who may not have had the conversation regarding sex in their households or growing up, if you could kind of share your journey into sex and becoming an educator. Yeah, totally. So um, I... So I was actually a theater kid growing up. I did musical theater. That was like my life. Like I, I went to, I went to school for musical theater at first. Um, and then I hated the program. And so I changed my major and I had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do. And so I just kind of started taking classes of stuff that just was interesting to me. And I started taking uh, classes centered around like identity politics, you know, and talking about like mm. race and class and gender and sexuality and all this stuff. And I was realized I'm like really passionate about this. Um, and I came out as bi when I was in college. So then like that part of my identity became really important to me. Um, and eventually I uh, joined an individualized study program where I created my own major and I studied um, media and technology, gender and sexuality and pop culture and kind of how all of those so things how old are you? intersect. You, I, I'm 23. Um, I know you mentioned, well, and, and just reading on you and us having a talk that you didn't really um, talk with your parents so much about sex. So when you felt that you were bisexual, how was that conversation? Did you feel like you had to come out and announce your sexuality to your parents at all? I came out in the worst way to my mom. Oh shit! <laughs> it was horrible. Like I, I feel so bad in hindsight because I freaked her the fuck out. But like, I, it was like over the summer, and I, it was like late at night, and the next morning I was about to go um, fly to see like my my boyfriend at the time, like in Texas, and um, and like I don't know why, but that night I just like came to the realization I was just like fuck. Okay, yeah, I'm by like this is real, and then like I just had this over like I'm my mom and I are really close. And so I just had this right. urge to tell her. And so I fucking woke her up at like midnight <laughs> and and I'm like crying. I'm sobbing. And she's like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, what is wrong? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not pregnant and I don't have an STD. And so like I'm setting her I'm setting her up for the worst experience. And I finally say, like, I'm by. And she was just like so tired and confused and like groggy. And she was like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm sure. Like, yes. And so eventually, like, and then she kind of asked me if I was, like, by with my best friend. And I was like, nope, she's straight as fuck. Like, that's that funny. is not the case. <laughs> is this fucking Katie? I knew it. You guys <laughs> yeah. love movies, don't you? Because <laughs> I was also, like, Weezy, spending uh, all this time with my best friend that summer, too. So, so that's yeah. funny. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, Weezy, um, was there an announcement for you when you came to terms of your sexuality? I know you said your mom is super, like, accepting, but did you feel the need to announce it to your sexuality yeah, I at all? Yeah, twice. Um, she just thought the first time. So it's funny because my story is kind of similar to Corey's. The first time it happened, my mom might not even remember this, but... My first time doing Molly, of course, it's a drug story, but that's all the good ones I have. <laughs> My first time doing Molly, I was with um, two friends. Funny, one of them lives up here in New York now. And we all do Molly together. And it's crazy because when you do a drug that's such a euphoric drug, you know, and you get all in your feels, and it made me want to be around my mom. So it's like 3 a.m., I go home. I think I was 17 at the time. And I was like, Mommy, oh, my God, I did. I took ecstasy. Because I knew she didn't know what the fuck Molly was. And I just I, I just want to be around you. And my mom was very, very sweet to me. Because my mom had done some shit before, so she already knew. I'm going to fuck her up if I'm a bitch. So she gave me a bath. We were, like, sitting there. We were laughing together. I was like, Mom, you know I like girls. And she's like, okay. Like, she didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so next day, she was really mad at me. But I'm glad that she let me ride that high out. But... I was dating Scissors, um, who I actually have dated now as an adult. But back then I was dating Scissors, and that was the first time, like, my mom knew it. So I brought a few friends around my mom that I fucked. Not friends, but girls that I fucked. And she would always tell me about them. You know, she's a little gay. And I'm like, yeah. You're like, Mom, I know. She's like, I I see it. And so um, not until I brought my girlfriend at the time to my dad's birthday party my mom was like oh so we go upstairs my mom's doing her makeup and I was like oh you know I I don't know how to tell you this but and then she looks at me and she's like yeah so you guys gonna like adopt a kid or what like that was the only thing she cared about (laughs) which I think is great though (laughs) no that's I I really I really like that like just that y'all even felt it's weird because for I guess as women it's so accepting I think in society to be bisexual so you don't think of like a coming out the same way maybe a gay male has to come out or make the announcement yeah um or even I know so I'm half Jamaican and my sister was lesbian for quite some time and um I also have a gay cousin and so the coming out of my sister I remember even to my dad was kind of just like uh no like he wasn't okay with her being lesbian and it's weird now because my 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 other sister it's funny because me and all of my sisters are bisexual i don't know what the fuck that means about our (laughs) upbringing but um my sister just my other sister who's in the army just sent out a survey and it was like seeing how much her friends knew her and she was like yeah so does my husband or my wife like she put husband wife his her to all of the questions and i was like oh bitch you really you you out here dealing with girls i ain't know but it's funny like literally all of us um identify as bisexual so i want to because you now have entered the space of being just sexually open your friends your family all know i want to ask a question that may help some of our listeners um i wanted to ask what is the healthiest way to grow sexually with a partner who may not be as interested in the kink space or being more freaky. I think we get that question so much Um, just from people like, Hey, I want to explore and my partner's not really into doing anything. What would you say is the healthiest way to grow sexually with a partner who's not really trying to do much? So there's a few options. Definitely non-monogamy is something you might want to look into. Like realistically speaking, like there are some people that just like aren't kinky and that's totally fine. Um, but you might want to explore some sort of non-monogamous options so that you have the opportunity to explore on your own. And like 
non-monogamy absolutely helps people grow individually and as couples um so definitely non-monogamy or if you like actually you know if your partner i think there has to be some interest or some willingness on your partner's end to at least try like yeah like it's the truth is like you can't convince someone who is just like dead set like no this is not for me like some people just are into what they're into like i can never be vanilla like it's just not gonna work (laughs) so so there has to be some level of interest and then i think the best way to go about it is like look online find some sort of bdsm yes no maybe list Uh, like find you know a list where you can kind of like go Mm. down a list and do it separately like go in different rooms like do it have a separate exercise go down do your whole list um and then come together and then see where there's overlap i want to do that i like that (laughs) i like that do you know do you have a website or anywhere that you know that they have i'm gonna search for one you said a bdsm checklist so could you search one um we're we're gonna put whatever wheezy and i find and maybe whatever Corey suggests we're gonna put it in the description i really like so i have an excel sheet that I use with new like and it's like a really long thorough like there's stuff in this excel sheet that no one has ever heard of before so like that's the one that I use because it's it's the best one I've ever been able to find and it was sent to me by like a pro dom friend um that she gives to her clients so um so I can send you that one I can send you a blank copy of that one and I would love that and I guess so we'll we'll drop the excel in the patreon group that we have um but Weezy have have you found any BDSM lists over there or any websites um, that, that have that? I'm just making sure they... So the Bad Girls Bible has one. Um, yes. I'm just trying to see if it's a good one. Hold on. Yeah, some of them Some of them are just like a little too vanilla for like what people vanilla are You know, that's what I was for. thinking. If, do you like... <laughs> so, yeah, Actually, have, like, okay, stink, this one's a little too much. This is a Google Doc and I'm not a docu person. Just send me the fucking thing and I can click yes, no. So it has different subchapters. The first one I'm looking at is bondage and suspension. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. It went away. You see why I can't do motherfucking? Okay. It has like a... <laughs> Yo, this is... I'm actually not trying to be funny. This is how bad I am. Okay. Bondage and suspension. Um, so they have an activity section, experience, limits and interest, and then comments. Blindfolds, bondage... Um, immobilization, chains, ropes, harnesses. Then the next one is impact and percussion, spanking, flogging, tail okay. whips, wooden paddles, face slapping, shit like that. The next one, sexual activity, uh, swallowing semen, coming on partner, fisting, etc. Sensation play, see, scratching, I, biting. I I like that. I think that that's something that maybe uh, if any couples are listening, I think that this Ooh. is a great way to maybe introduce this new one's things lit. Too. This especially like right now when you're stuck together. Oh yeah, <laughs> service <laughs> and restrictive behavior. Service and restrictive. So some of them on here is forced servitude, following orders, eye contact restrictions, shit like that. Um, I love. I love. I'm not gonna lie. I love. I, I was going to say, I love that it takes it out of sexual acts, too. Yeah. Kink and so, sex are different so things. They, they can intersect, really, but, like, they're, they're different. And, and I think that we're learning that just by even, um, we had one of the, so, um, Taylor McFly, um, she came on and talked about how she's a dom and doesn't even engage in sex at all. So, and she does, like, fin dom, um, she does you know, just the servitude aspect, the humiliation. And I just think it's interesting that that list has that. Yeah. If, if you can save that Wheezy, just so that we can give that to our listeners, maybe we'll put that link in and then 
if, if you can share your yeah your Excel, it's um we'll share that just google you guys if you uh, don't want to click on the link and you're confused bdsm checklist it was the first thing that came up in-depth bdm checklist by badgirlsbible.com and it comes up as a google doc on your computer i'll send it to you guys as well i i, I like that and i guess um from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play Corey you've you've been again through this journey I wanted to ask you Weezy um in the last three years of doing horrible decisions what you feel like you've maybe learned the most sexually during your sexual journey um with having the podcast um I think the most growth I've experienced is like the non-monogamy like I, right. I said it and I feel like people wouldn't believe me at first um i would see like a lot of comments like oh like you're just doing that to please your man and blah 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 blah. and like i would get confused with that too but it's because i was exhibiting so much jealousy but throughout the show i learned that i really am uh non-monogamous and that the jealousy was just normal i just didn't know how to navigate it also i think that my partners weren't making me feel as secure um like now i understand the relationship i'm in um and I, and I think the interesting part is not that this didn't stem from the same way, but Corey, I don't know if you've heard the term situationships, but a lot mm-hmm. of the yeah. relationships I was having were this like this unclear boundary of who we were to each other, even though there was a lot of time spent and there was a lot of love there. And I would kind of use steps as like, OK, well, we're blending families, so we're together without having someone say those words to me. Um now my relationship's different where it's very clear and we call each other whether it be partner boyfriend girlfriend whatever um that makes me feel like i can handle this and it actually makes me feel comfortable enough to do it too because a lot of times i would be like nah they're saying that i can but if i do he's not gonna want to be with me anymore you know what i mean Mm -hmm. those things would come in my mind but i also really enjoy the uh, aspects of non-monogamy like something that would have made me so jealous uh the first year of this podcast um, when my man was in Europe, he was about to sleep with this girl, but he like, we talk every night before bed and I guess he really still wanted to call me before bed. 
And he was like, yo, I'm with so-and-so. Like, I want to talk to you. Um, I was in Mexico and I was like, OK. And at first it was weird, but she was smiling. And I, I think the other thing, too, was like, oh, she gets who I am. She knows that this isn't like going anywhere and he is still making me a priority. And it felt really good. Have I mm-hmm. done the same for him? No. But <laughs> I mean, like even recently when I was in Orlando and I saw scissors, um, I was like, damn, yo, do I. Because I really was like, all right, you're going to bed early, babe. Great. Like, that's the kind of shit that I was thinking about because I'm not as comfortable as he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel the freedom, but yeah. like, I don't know if I could be like as in as open. So I'm, I'm learning, but I also know I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I guess I can just quickly share um, my journey sexually, I think, Um in a condensed version would be just kind of my connection now to more of the LGBTQ community, identifying more of myself and also realizing that my acceptance in maybe not dating a hetero cis man and just kind of the more just me being more fluid with my partners and making sure they accept who they are and making sure they're honest with me as far as their sexual desires, their sexual past, um, and making sure that they feel comfortable. I have feel, felt like I took like a load on when starting this podcast because I feel like so many people were just wanting to share with me because they feel like they can't with not, you know, many other people. So for for a long time, I felt like I was just becoming like the fucking dick whisperer diary or some shit. Like niggas was just like sharing this wild thing. And it made me feel uncomfortable because their partners weren't aware that these things were happening. So I would just say as far as what I want from my partners, sexually, the conversations have advanced and just knowing that I don't want someone with homophobic tendencies. I want someone to be able to hang around my gay friends and not feel uncomfortable. And I think just me so more opening those dialogues to have other people understand Understand where things are coming from even with the Dwayne Wade situation I've gotten into mad arguments with a lot of my heterosis friends and just having them understand like why how they they think is just it does just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um so just kind of the education aspect of what I've learned and sharing that with others has been kind of what I think I take from this journey um I wanted to get into the home mail real quick so this home actually comes from a friend and I want both of your opinions on it because I shared with her what I think she needs to do. Um, I'm not sure if she was fully upfront because it's with multiple partners that this is happening, but I wanted to have this conversation and I wanted both of you guys' opinion because I'm sure this is happening to maybe other women and they don't know how to respond. So this is this week's home mail. It says, I am single and have a pretty decent sexual lifestyle. However, there's been an, there's been a reoccurring issue with my partners that I can't get past. And it's really fucking with my spirit talking in 20 starting in 2019 and 2020. I had one too many experiences of stealthing stealthing. For those of you who don't know is when they're removing the condoms without asking. She said, she said the first time it happened, I was extremely irate and went off and just felt completely disrespected. I just cut him off and then it started to happen with my partner. Uh, oh, and and then it started to happen with my partner that I have prior 
um, sexual experiences with. I try to make it an educational moment and explain that it's not consensual and is considered as rape in some cases, but I recently just had my third experience and it happened again. I am so tired of this because I feel like they're violating my personal space. And right now I feel like the average person may say, maybe you should pick better partners or just slow down. I've also had the conversation about the use of condoms before being intimate, even switching my position so that I can feel what's going on down there. I feel Mm. like I'm taking all the appropriate steps to avoid this from happening and taking ownership of the issue, but it's getting out of hand now. This is the third time, the third partner, the men that are doing this, are making it seem like it's normal using the basic excuse that I just really want to feel you or it's not that big of a deal. I don't have anything. Do you have any advice on how to navigate this? Because I'm two seconds away from catching a case for hurting someone's son in these streets. Oof. Right. God, well, first of all, like, that, yeah, that's, that's sexual assault. Like that's full stop. Like there's there's no way around it. Like I mean, at least the way that I that I see that, it's like that is yeah no. If you take a condom off in the middle of sex without asking someone before, like that is sexual assault. You violate someone's consent. Like there's no way around it. Our legal system might not be caught up to that, but it, that doesn't matter. Um, so I mean, yeah, she's doing all the right things, and it's just I like I I hate to give this answer because like she knows it's coming, but it's just like you have to stop that and like you have to cut them off you know like they if they know that they can get away with something then they're just gonna gonna keep keep trying to do it and so like that's got to be a hard limit that you got to enforce and I'm sorry these people are being fucking assholes to you and and like trying to say that it's normal like no that shit's not normal that's not normal at all condoms is normal I think men wanting to fuck you without condoms is normal like yeah like maybe trying to try it it, but not to do it. Yeah. Um, or I've like, I've had people ask like, can I just like put it in and then pull it out and then put a condom on? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. That fucking takes away the point. <laughs> I mean, Hello. I guess, we think, I no, I was thinking. What, what, what would you, what would your so advice be? I've only let something like this happen to me when I was young and dumb. And that, and that's no offense to your friend because I, <laughs> she, no, no, she oh. is young and she's young. Well, I was thinking like what, what now that I look back, cause I, I, I already remember the guy and like, I knew he would take it off and I would let it go. Like, why would I let it go? And I think I just wanted to make sure I didn't piss him off. Like there's a big thing in being, um, I'm trying to find the words, but basically standing your ground with men, and this is much like the vanilla shit, is something that I think really comes with either maturation or age. Because I know you're 23, Corey, but you have that already about you, right? It could be your sexual health background, though. That might be it. But I mean... I never really took it serious until I got older. And then when you really come Mm. down to it thinking, I always try to say, like, what advice would I give my friend? And if, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, bitch, you're dumb. But why can't I take that for myself? So for me, take our own advice. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a I'm a coach. I literally like help other people. And I still come into the same problems that some of my friends come into. And I have and like I have my group of friends that I can text and be like, I need you to tell me exactly what I would tell. Oh, it's always easier said than done. It's always easier said than done. But I think the main thing that we need to remember is like what happened to me when I finally confronted him about it. He was super gassed that he like, wow, like I'm not going to feel nothing. It's not going to feel you. And then it makes you feel like, oh, he's not going to have good sex with me. And it's like it's really silly. But, um, you know, the main thing that I do want to say about condoms, why it's so important to trust your partner and use them like 
I don't know if your friend wants to have kids, but um, we had a friend when we were younger, Mandy and I, um, who had a kid. I haven't heard from her in years, but um, her partner, who was the only person she had ever slept with, got her pregnant like the first few weeks. You know who I'm talking about? She yeah. got gonorrhea from him, and it literally um, was fucking up her fallopian tubes because she had it so long, and she was in the middle of being pregnant, and it could pass on to her kid. So, like, not only can it make you infertile yeah. if you're not, um, w- you know, like, pregnant, but just, like, how serious those basic STDs are, like, nah. Because I've even heard people be like, oh, it's a pill. But it's not. Like, maybe it's... No, but, uh, but all... Also, the fact that she's having she has three multiple partners, I think that that maybe needs to be more of a conversation. I know that not so many people are open with sharing when they're having sex and stuff like that. But if you have multiple sex partners, maybe to make a guy not feel comfortable fucking you raw, you should maybe be more open and say, hey, just so you know, you're not the only person I'm fucking. And so just so that both of us remain safe and clean. I use condoms with all my partners and I think that you should respect that. I told her that maybe she wasn't being stern enough. And I say this because a lot of women, even the giggle, no, Oh my God, stop. (laughs) Oh my, you know, don't do that. And so I said, maybe you actually need to be more stern and let him know. No, my nigga, like I'm taking this serious. You're violating me and actually make him feel bad for what he's doing. And I think that during sex next time, she's got to do it before she gets over. Oh Yeah. No, 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 this has to be a separate conversation. Ah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that use the word sexual um, assault. I, use it. That perks people's ears up, being like, "Oh shit!" It's like, yeah, like there are states oh, yeah. in this country he, that consider that sexual assault. Like, yeah. Why are you tripping? Yeah, for? I, I just. Yeah, I just think it needs to. I, I think what it's so weird how reserved we are in terms of making sure we don't hurt people's feelings in terms of telling them what we like and don't like during sex. And I think that that's something that as women, we need to start just even having the conversation to have women feel comfortable with saying, I ain't like this. Don't do this. You're not going to do this. And just kind of saying it more stern to where we don't give a fuck how you take it. I'm telling you exactly what right. it is. Like, just. You know, just to be more stern with with, with how we're doing. Um, I like both of y'all's responses. I think it was similar to mine. Um, And I would say, too, if you do feel like you're violated by any of your partners and they're not listening, that it's not that important to keep them as as your partner. You may need to just cut them the fuck off. Period. Um, Corey, I do want to thank you for joining us. Guys, we are recording remotely, so I hope that you guys enjoy this. Um, Why Weezy, do you, do do you that have voice? any plans? Here? <laughs> I don't know, bitch. I don't really know. Girl, I've been... You, listen, bitch, I'm on my third coffee for the day, and it's only nah, 4 but o'clock. You know okay, no, fuck. Like, code switching? Somebody... <laughs> no, I'm serious, Corey. I'm, try- I'm, like, being so honest, right? I'm on the... I'm on fucking live... I'm on a friend's live, not my live, my friend's live. Mm-hmm. My friend's white. She's cool. And one of my girls jumped in and she was like, why'd you sound like that? And I was like, because I can't talk to that bitch like I be talking to you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. But only because like I feel like I'm going to make her uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But like, now that I'm thinking about it, did we have a switch up this episode? I mean, not you really. I just think, I think this was a less. No, I... Oh, nah, but I said niggas still. I just said it less because she probably not fucking niggas. And I feel like I can't, uh, you know, relate to whatever whiteness and pink dick she Hold got on, going on over there. For Corey, go ahead. <laughs> Corey, you look like you live in Brooklyn with that brook wall. 
<laughs> yes, I okay. So I live in. I'm also from Atlanta. You guys know that. Right? Hello. Okay, <laughs> bitch, you ain't got BBC. no type of Atlanta slang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, no, it's I don't know. It's, no, funny. So I, it's funny that you're from Atlanta because I don't know if y'all see this. The, so there's the guy Marco or something. He goes through Walmart and he be like just saying lyrics to people. And they came up to this Asian and she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you better hold up." But she was Asian as fuck, but with a super Atlanta accent. I was like, "Oh, bitch, that's Asian from Buford <laughs> Highway in Atlanta." Hole. So wait, <laughs> like from Stone Mountain. So right. what's your type? And even if it is a white guy. When you go outside of the the bobbies, here you go. Because I'm a I'm a bobby fucker too. I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that was my first time going to Williamsburg. Was for dick. I'm like, yeah, I fucking love babies. All right, are you kidding me? Okay, no, but tell me, like, what's your other type? Is it Indian I mean, guy? Is it like West Indian, Spanish? Okay, I just like so like first of all, I don't remember the last time I dated a white guy. I've I dated so my my oh. part my partner is um he's half Japanese. Um, and then my, my last partner was, um, half Lebanese, Middle Eastern. Um, my last partner before that was half Puerto Rican, half Indian. Um, and so you like them brown. So like, I like dark dark features. Like I like dark, thick eyebrows. Like I don't like blondes. I don't date blondes. If you look like you could be my, my sister or brother, like I'm not into you. It's just, nope. (laughs) Brown and yellow. Brown and yellow. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I just don't. Yeah, that's that. I would say that's that's my type for 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 all people, all genders. Okay, my bad. So you got a little, you got a little tan that's going on over there. My bad. No, <laughs> you guys watch currently having any white babies? I've seen some episodes. Nah, there was an episode, I haven't seen the, it. the final episode um, I watched yesterday, and he was in the uh, delivery room with this couple that was having a baby, white girl and a black guy, and he's like, "Oh my god, what'd you guys name it?" And they're like Kwame, and he was like, ah, "Little little light for a Kwame." Little, little life for a Kwame. Hey, I honestly was thinking like, yo, I feel like when I like talk to white girls and they'll say their partner's name and I'd be like, ooh, but what kind? What, who is that? You know what I'm saying? When she's like, Luis, I'm like, oh, he must be like real Latin because you ain't say Luis. You said Luis. Nah, you know what I mean? So he's like, for real. But yeah. I am always interested in talking to when I meet white people, men and women, both that date people of other races and like seeing the spectrum, cause I'm gonna be real with you. I don't like meeting white women that only fuck black guys. That shit freaks me out. Yeah, no, I feel like that's like a total fetish. Like that's what you're fetishizing. Man, there. not not always, not always. Not, not and always. I hate with you because my my mom. I've only known of her to date black guys. So, bitch, if you really go call it out, you calling my mama out. And the thing <laughs> with my white ass community. mama dating them black ass. That's what I was gonna say. If you know what I'm saying, when like you meet a fucking girl who's like from Murray Hill or even like Williamsburg, and they only fuck black. Like you don't see nobody else in that motherfucking neighborhood. First off, I also want to let y'all know we recording remotely, so Weezy gonna let this go over an hour because we ain't in the studio. So she's like, "Well, you know what? Let's start another topic about interracial dating, bitch." And I'm just like, "Damn, no!" But I mean, so it's crazy because I don't feel like every time it's about fetishism with white women dating black guys. Yeah, I'm not um, every time. Obviously not. I mean, but ju- so y'all saying majority because Weezy rolling her eyes. Pussy. Okay, if it's I always, mean, it's, if it's always, yeah. It's always my mom. So here's the thing, too. Even with my mom. So when she wasn't dating and she got well, when she didn't have a boyfriend and she went back into the dating realm, she actually and of course, y'all know I was born in 1990. So this was like um, mid 90s to early 2000s. 
um, she felt like bringing us as biracial, you know, she has three biracial daughters that white men felt some way um, in terms of her having three biracial now, see, children. That makes more so sense that was even- than, than anything else to me because if your kids are biracial, then you feel like I want at least them to feel accepted within the relationship I'm in. But you know what, you know what I think would just come into my mind when I said it? I saw the picture of the Kardashians with their entire family. Did you guys see that? Yes. And, and someone bitch. said, this is such yes. fucking fetish. But it is weird. Like, you guys just love them? Really? Like, that much? Bitch, I'm Kendall. I'm Kendall. I'm the auntie with no kids, baby. Just <laughs> who has a career. <laughs> like, she's like, she doesn't give a shit. Dude, but like, how you live in so LA and you let, let no me ask fine you, white boys, bro? All the fine white guys are fucking in Brooklyn and in LA and then Europe. So you telling me the Kardashians, <laughs> they just got Corey fucking Gamble. What? I mean, but, but look at the one white guy that we saw Kim date, Chris Humphreys. He ain't even oh good looking. God. Wait, was he white? I thought he, he I thought he I was thought black. He was what is he? Is he? <laughs> oh, he Chris Humphreys is not black. I thought he, <laughs> bitch, I didn't know. No, nah, but at least Cor- Courtney, <laughs> no, nah, but Courtney, she dated Luca. Oh shit. Yeah, wait, Courtney. Oh, Courtney Scott. Courtney yeah, got Scott. Scott. So that, that's, that's right. Courtney at least dabbled. She at least fucked. She fucked Lucas Sabbath, if that's how you say his name. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think Kendall. Um, he, she was fucking. Wait, is Blake black too? Bitch, I, damn, them motherfuckers transparent though. Blake, Blake is black or he white? They're mixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, damn. He's well, <laughs> all right, my bad. I tried. I tried. You're right. They be dating. That's what I mean, right? Look, okay, I ain't gonna lie. Look, remember, that, okay, not, not the Jenners, but the Kardashians. They're Middle East. They're they're Armenian. So they're see, right? Not so we the, do you consider I do. they're technically not I white? That's the thing, though. I, yeah, you consider people, them people of you consider about them that. brown. Uh, you consider to them be brown honest, or white? If you Weezy. Google an Armenian. I mean, that just because they've changed their features. Doesn't mean that. I mean, if you if, remember those old pics of Kim with this almost like low key sideburns, lo- big nose, like she had all of her like you know baby what? hairs I ain't lasered gonna, off. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't even gonna hold you. I thought this was a really educational episode, and here we go. Probably gonna get canceled <laughs> talking about. Here we go, making it problematic. Wait, you don't consider the here I go. Look, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm also just talking so that I can up my n word count since you oh want to call me God. out. Oh my God, nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> Bro, that, that was you so easy bad. shit. <laughs> anyway, it's been a great episode. I'm so glad. Let's do it. Since Corey, you know what? Corey's got a little mix in there. She said she likes fuzzy eyebrows. I'm going to do an on beat Caucasian drum roll now. <laughs> I don't, that I don't, was I so hate bad. That. I, that's awful. That, that was, was like so awful. That's the half white in you, bitch. That was so bad. So, Corey, before we get out of here, can you let our listeners know not only where they can find you guys, we did talk about squirting in this episode, and that is one of you guys' first episodes on your podcast. So can you go ahead and let everyone know your website, your Instagram, as well as your podcast, and even share your, your co-host name and, and what you guys talk about on your yeah, podcast? Yeah, so, um, so you can follow me on social. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Corey B, M-I-S-S-C-O-R-Y-B. Um, and uh, my podcast is called Never Have I Ever. Our first episode's on squirting. We also just dropped a mini-sode about squirting where we read, uh, read other people's squirting. But my podcast, um, it's different because... 
uh, we bring it, we bring somebody in that has never done something before or like I've never done something before. Or my co-host hasn't. And then we actually do the thing on the show. Um, but if you want to listen to us doing that thing. So like my friend squirted for the first time ever on my podcast. Uh, but if you want to listen, I mean, <laughs> you want to come on the show <laughs> like, bitch, on I, I got to think of like, what I've never done. Yeah, no, like, girl, the audio and do you guys share video as well, but on Patreon, right? No, so we right? don't do any video. And we did that in order to okay. protect the identity of people who want to remain anonymous. But, um, gotcha. yeah, so basically we talk, we have a conversation about it for the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then we break and we set up uh, the, you know, better mics. And, uh, yeah, we record the experience actually happening. Um, the episode that's going to be out on Monday is, yeah. Who, the, who made who, who made her squirt? Uh, my partner. So you hear just a whole bunch of moaning. You like hear, you, you hear, hear the, the sounds. Nah, what's and the minute mark? I know you know. No, no, no. no. It's a, so, so we can't have that shit on iTunes, right? Because that's like porn. Oh, right. So, right, right. so that part, if you want to listen to actual squirting, is on our OnlyFans. You have just you have to subscribe to the OnlyFans. Come on and try to get girl. You to so the- smart, bitch. Mm-hmm. Look, bitch. We might have Weezy. You gonna um have fuck your partner and record the sounds, and we could make an no, OnlyFans account. I'm scared that OnlyFans is gonna stop my bag one day. Okay, so we'll do it on Patreon. Maybe you could fuck and we just hear the audio of you fucking on Patreon. Hey, if you're a patron, let Weezy, <laughs> let, go ahead and write, put put all the little um squirt bubbles, the little Hold droplets on, under, under the po- sound. I think I got it still in my phone. <laughs> he was recording. And you, <laughs> you, you said this episode's dropping on on Monday? Or yes. Okay, so the yeah, so so listen, you can listen to it today. Uh, I got, I'm getting fisted in this episode in the in the second episode. Wait, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I got vaginally fisted for the first time on my podcast. You got vaginally fisted, and you like just and you moan and talk. Do you like walk us through the experience? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guys, so like, so like yeah. he has four fingers in me now. Okay, so, so it was my it was my friend Lenore that did it, and um, oh, a woman. She, no yeah, so it's like. Yeah, so Tiny yeah, fist. I was like, first time vaginal fisting. I cannot get a dude's. Absolutely not. No, no, no. It's too big. <laughs> we my, talk about that. My pussy but, hurts. Um, Thinking about it, <laughs> it felt it was amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you can listen to that today. Uh, but yeah, we drop. We're we're we do biweekly um episodes, but we do mini sods in between to and we read out your stories. So. Yeah. Yes, mini so so you guys definitely subscribe to Never Have I yep. Ever. And my pod- I'm definitely yeah, my, my co-host name is Gabby Scarin. You can follow her on Instagram as well. And I'm hoping to get Gabby on here. Y'all, y'all know, listen, we setting up remotely. We was like, let's not do four voices the first time we figure this shit yeah. out. Um, but we definitely want to bring Gabby on. I want to thank you for joining us, thank Corey. you for having me. Um, at- as usual, we are going to leave you guys with a five-minute bonus clip from our Patreon. Again, this is a time where I know you guys are all working from home, unless you're an essential worker. Um, hopefully, if you're an essential worker, they're still allowing you to plug your and headphones thank in you and listen so to us at, at much. work. Yes, thank you. I just met oh some uh, yes, construction workers this morning when I was on my bike ride in Brooklyn. And, oh, they just made me feel so good. And, you know... They didn't make me feel good this morning, bitch. I heard the banging on the goddamn concrete this morning. I'm like, damn, they essential. <laughs> I was mad. It feels like it feels like there's always these construction sites around New York City that are never being worked on, and then all of a sudden everything shut down, and they're just like on it, <laughs> bro. It's cor- it's corporate they fucking greed, man. And I and honestly, yeah. it's really sad because like, I feel like nurses, like people in the medical field, are a little more safe just because maybe they're hyper um, hyper um, aware of keeping clean. Whereas with construction workers, they touching the same tools things like that but i was on the bike when they called after me and i was like oh and both dudes like we love y'all and i was like oh well that's not her i think he thought one of my nigga was mandy but (laughs) anyway i was like bitch 
Look, I'll, I'll, j- just going to prove that I'm the darker one of the two. Thank so you very anyway, much. bitch, <laughs> I said I would hug y'all like, but I'm sorry. And they're like, it's all right. And maybe in a month. And I was like, uh, probably never again. Will we ever the hug is dead. <laughs> Bro, yeah, the hug the probably is dead. The um, has died, dog. Yeah, it's all like waving yeah. weird fucking waving and like elbow bumps. my friend just had to come over because no. i was having a microphone issue um and literally i want my initial thing in my head was to hug him and he was like nah wipe down the mic you've been on bikes and shit i'm like yo he was fucking <laughs> terrified of me i would be too ho you was in that miami was two weeks ago. i'm terrified of you now it don't matter it don't matter you ain't been self-quarantined i'm be still honest? nervous god damn it not think for a second so i went to miami after we recorded last week's episode and it was uh i mean we were both making like we didn't think it's crazy how like everything has changed so much like day to day so quickly but just even considerably like i would even space out just three days apart like we recorded this episode three days later i went to miami and literally the next day i was like oh my god we should have never got on the plane yeah, it yeah. was pretty intense. And and I know we and even as much so as we scheduled a an a studio session when Weezy came um when Weezy was coming back and literally the day we scheduled and Corey this was the day you were supposed to come in. It was the day that New York City was like as of 9 a.m. everything's on lockdown. Yeah. Um a lot of things were closed outside yeah. of essential things. But I, but I will say this and, like and it this wasn't was, uh it was right before spring break ish time. Because nothing was closed. And nothing yeah. was closed in New York or Miami. So we were still living normal Florida lives. took longer to close. Huh? Florida took longer to like well, close. Yeah, but at the time that I left, still not even New York not was. fully. Yeah. Yeah, no, New York wasn't closed when you were. Because I, I know I even got into the studio that weekend. But me and me and um, my friend ended up going to Brooklyn Chop House after the studio. And it was Nigga, fucking Nigga, so you dead. went to a restaurant and, was- and you was out. It's the same. But this was on, well, this was on the Sunday and everything was locked down that Tuesday. So literally two days later. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Um, But no, we we are going to still, again, you guys will still get your episodes every Monday during this shit. If you guys have not listened yet, I have a daily podcast. Okay. It's like daily by daily. By when I feel like recording. I don't know, bitch. I, every other wow. day, ho, sometimes it is daily until I decide. We as like, bisexual you know. women, me and Corey, <laughs> feel <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, like, I mean, shit, she said bi-weekly. What the oh, fuck yeah. is the difference? <laughs> yeah, it just means every yeah, other week. Yeah, bitch. You know, and I'm so, mine is almost every other day sometimes. But it's Dorona Report. You guys can listen to it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Um, but also, like I said, if you guys are all caught up and still listening and maybe all caught up on the regular episodes of Horrible Decisions, we are on Patreon and you guys are still getting your um, three episodes a month. I, I, I'm doing a thing. Well, I guess I did a thing last week, last Friday. I did a Netflix watch party with the patrons. So we all watched season three, episode oh, one of back. Ozark together. Bruh. Yes, y'all watching Tiger yes, King? Yes. Oh, my Bitch, God. I finished I just, it. It was I so good. two episodes Look, I haven't, I, I, haven't I, I, gotten past I there. just want to say, I just want to say, Weezy, the way you just keep trying <laughs> to add topics. So you, you want to give these. Man, you know what? I'm going to click leave meeting first because I ain't got nothing to do. So bye, y'all. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, it, 
Anyways, I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and again, if you guys have any guests that you guys want to hear, let us know. We, we don't want to, you know, sit here and give you guys subpar content, but we are going to leave you guys yet with another bonus clip from our Patreon. You guys can become patrons at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions because um, it is an 18 plus platform. You do have to type in backslash horrible decisions for us to pop up and can you go ahead and drop your OnlyFans as well? Yeah, uh, we're OnlyFans.com slash Never Have I Ever. We're kept it easy. Yes. Yep. So yeah, yeah, easy. 10 bucks a month. So thank you again. And we're dropping you guys with a clip. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Bye. I found it interesting because it was the portrayal of also a bisexual black man, which we did get to see in Issa Rae's Insecure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we're also seeing on the show that's on BET right now. I can't think of the name. The comedy? Yeah. And I can't think of the name right now. But um, I saw a thread about it. I that found that it was interesting how he projected all of his insecurities onto her but also that he created i i I wanted to call him a pathological liar because in the sense so basically again if you guys haven't watched um these two got engaged it was carlton and diamond and literally when they're on their honeymoon i would say Mm -hmm. she or not the honeymoon but the the, retreat the retreat the couple's retreat he came out and was like i just want you to know that i've been with men and women so fast forward to the next day, they're sitting at the pool and she doesn't understand how they spent all these days talking, opening up about everything. And he omitted this information. And so his response was just like, I don't well, owe you my sexuality. Well, well, not only that, but that's the one thing he said I agreed with. What? I don't think anyone owes you their sexuality. I well in in, in this but realm, in that, I think see, like bitchy, we're we're engaged. Yeah. I, 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 I thought I, I thought don't it was believe bullshit. it's like I don't fucking feel like I need to tell you I used to fuck bitches in a pod. I don't believe that. I if we're supposed to I need to tell engaged, you that I've been eating pussy and I've fucking baby girl yeah. in the context of the show you're yes. telling me you're not gonna tell yes, me what, what it is yes that is whack as fuck Weezy. I own same same. I that's agree. fine. I I I, I am very. Very, very serious. When I tell you, I believe that my sexuality is private until you need to know. You don't need to know that I'm into choking or spitting or rough shit or bondage until I want to tell you. Now, according to this show with shit like that, like I get it. But also, I think on his end. Now, here's the thing that sucks. He was shitty. And I wish it was someone else. Because it's like, I feel like he made the situation look shitty. No, but to me, he... But, but, but to say he wanted to know that she would fall in love with him as a person before his sexuality, I was like, damn, yo. Nah. To me, your sexuality, not only the part of you, to, to me, why I enjoyed um, how the exchange happened was because I think a lot of people in terms of bisexual men, they automatically think that women attack them. But I thought that it was a clear indication on how much bisexual men genuinely aren't accepting of themselves. And so the way that he threw the hissy fit and projected himself and also came across as a pathological liar in the sense where he was like, nobody well, a, has a well, problem. Well, a woman has never had a problem with this. Oh, you should hear he the stuff they that. called me. He kept yeah. saying that. He just kept saying, well, a woman has never had a problem. This mm-hmm. is why. And then he went into following. This is why I don't deal with bitches like you. Oh, oh but that, it no, literally, no, he, he it literally like flip flop. But I, but. This is why I I hate that we do also push the narrative of biphobia and society's hate to it. When in reality, 
there's a lot of these bisexual men who have an inner hate for themselves and truly not accepting who they are based on how they think people react. I it's think, not about how they think people are. Yeah, well, it's it's how, how, people, how people react. Well, people react to and things. He's black but, and bi. But people react to two things in in every instance mm-hmm. i've i've told guys that you know even even in terms of pegging or let's not go to pegging because we we know men attach the, the anal thing with their uh-huh. masculinity mm-hmm. wheezy mentioned one time she likes being choked and spit on it's okay except in the realm of when we had a black guy saying you allow white men to do that so to me especially even being on a, on a in a public setting, in a way where we see all these people's opinions, everyone's not always going to like you. The fact that she sat there and was really trying to understand you, like it just shows how much he was more uncomfortable with himself than a person who really was just literally trying to understand. Why did you keep this for me? What, why is this something you didn't hide? I, I, I thought about it a lot. And like, you know, the way that it came out, like, so there's a few things about it that I didn't like. He treated her really badly. Yeah. He's an asshole. The way that he treated her was over the top. Like, Sassy. Oof. He was hurt though. Hurt people hurt people. They do. You could see he was struggling internally. That's Which is what, what I'm really saying. Which is what I'm saying. And sure. also, I don't know. One, if I could have opened up to like someone like, like I don't like you guys saying in this experiment, you're supposed to do it up at like as big and hard as that was to tell them. I don't know. Like, if you could do that one and two. Man, a producer's told him to do that shit. No, Keep no. If you think, could do it, if you could think? do it behind. I don't know if I would start talking too much about sex in those pods. And it seems like a lot of them didn't. Like, it was very clear a lot of them didn't. Well, Brennan definitely made sexual innuendos to everything. But I'm saying a lot of them. Right. Some people did, some people didn't. I and, think it depends on the person. And we I'm all... such a sexual person, and, and I feel like... I would have got into the sex talk. That's for sure. been something that's used against but me in you terms would've... of finding a deeper okay. love that no, I would not have. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.